0: You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations
1: on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing with me as usual, and he's here every single week with a big smile on his face. You can't hear his smile, but I reckon you probably can hear his smile. It is big Jim McDonald. How are you doing today, Jim?
0: Uh, I'm doing fantastic, Tyson. I'm counting down the days until we meet in Chicago, but uh, no, no, things
1: are good here in Montreal. Three weeks away. It's only three weeks away before we, we meet in the flesh.
0: Yeah, no, I think people, uh, if they haven't already, they should uh, go to podiatry.marketing and uh, buy a ticket, right? Because uh, this is only going to happen once this year, and this will be the first time that you and I meet in the flesh. So it's going to be a uh, a great workshop to, to learn, but also uh, you know, share some best practice with your colleagues and hang out with us.
1: What I'm looking forward to with this, cause I know there's a fair few people booked in already, but... This is something that we plan to do annually if this first one goes well, which I assume it's going to. And each year the content will change. It's not going to be the same thing we're going to be talking about every year. So if you miss this year, it doesn't mean, oh, you're just going to repeat it next year. No, it'll be slightly different. And you'll be a year behind everybody else who turns up. (laughs) But what I think is interesting, I've always loved being one of the people that go to an event the first time. Because even like 10 years down the track, you might miss two or three of them, but then you might be at the fifth one and then you might be at the tenth one and people will say oh who remembers the first one when we only had x amount of people there and you see people put their hands up and you always go yeah it's cool to be it's cool to be in that crowd <laughs> so i think if you want to be part part of that crowd that comes to the first one go to Marketing. look for the link for podiatry live and uh, come along to it so jim what are we talking about today
0: uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, what is your marketing system. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully people will take you up on that offer, though, because I think, you know, bragging rights is super important. Uh, and being that the first podiatry marketing live is huge. But um, as we jump in today, we're going to really talk about, you know, what is the, what is a mar- marketing system and kind of what are some ways to execute that system? Because I think as we've seen in the past, you know, when people are trying to kind of piece together. Uh, you know some marketing activities, but not really have clear objectives or goals with it. Yeah, a lot of time that's going to fail. So I think it's important that people step back and understand, you know, what they're currently doing, and and maybe try to implement more of a system, you know a systematic approach to what they're doing as opposed to just kind of
1: uh, shooting from the hip. Well, I think that is it's so important. I think any marketing that you're doing, there's got to be a plan in place. There's got to be a to plan or what is it you're trying to achieve, what plan are you putting in place to actually get there, and then ways of tracking and making sure that you're on track with the plan. You're not partway through it and then you get yeah, shiny bright lights and next thing you go off in a different direction and you and you let something well you stopped doing something that was actually working, but you weren't you didn't have a system in place to make sure that it was sort of everything well, everything and everyone followed through to the end.
0: No, exactly. Like if you're just kinda like just kind of piecing it together and shooting from the hip you're not really sure what's working and what's not working. So, you know, there's some different ways to kind of approach it. Uh, and I think these kind of systematic uh, ways to kind of approach it will help people kind of um, you know, in different levels of practice, right? Maybe you're just starting out, maybe in practice for a long time, but people make a significant investment in their marketing. And, the, and in order to do so, you really need to know what, you know, like what you're getting yourself into and how you're approaching this problem or this opportunity, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think what's interesting Sometimes you can be in business for a long period of time, and you get you get set in your ways, and your business is going along fine. You sort of get to a point where you think, "Oh, I'm untouchable." So things that you used to do or systems you used to have in place, you sort of forget about them, and then you and then they wonder why the new guy comes into town and starts kicking their butt. So it it's important to me, like you're saying, they have the systems in place, but just keep them going. And even if you take your foot off the pedal a little bit, you've got somebody else in your team that keep <laughs> keeps the foot on the accelerator and just keeps it going. But they need to know what it is they're supposed to be doing and what they're supposed to be looking for.
0: You no, know, exactly. I think we touched base on it a little bit in the past, but it all kind of starts with, you know, what do you want more of in your practice? What do you want less of in your practice? That's kind of where that all begins is understanding that and then if you're willing to you know take action on those things like you know word of mouth is going to be helpful but there's other ways to really facilitate visibility for your practice and how you do that is that like i said what are those goals and objectives you have related to getting more of that care you want to provide or less of specific type of care so what are your objectives and then what are you willing to invest in it and then who's actually going to be doing the work because is it it can be you it can be somebody else it can be a mixture of the two but It's Until you kind of have those ducks in a row, you're going to find kind of a a, a cycle of dissatisfaction or uh, feeling like things aren't working because one of those pieces of the system is kind of out of line. Uh, And I think it's really important to kind of, like I said, get those ducks in a row so you can really try to market
1: at a highly effective level as opposed to just kind of piecemealing it together. Yeah, if somebody doesn't like marketing though, they go, I just don't like marketing, does nothing for me. I don't enjoy it. I want to be busy, want to have a good business, but i have no interest in, it, in actually the marketing side. I don't like it. Then they are better to find somebody else to do that for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's kind of like three main kind of ways that people can go about. You know, the execution part. I think before you execute, though, you just need to understand. Like I said, what what do you want more of? What do you want less of? Mm. You know, what are those concrete goals? Is it a hundred surgeries, a hundred bunionectomies that year? Is it a hundred pairs of orthotics? per month, you know, what are some more concrete goals or ideas you have, and then like I said, what are you willing to invest to get there? What is the return on, you know, a hundred p- new pairs of orthotics a month or doing more of a specific type of care? So having a general budget that you need to invest, and then like you said, then it comes down to execution and the real three types of execution that we talked about is that either you DIY it yourself. It's a kind of a hybrid approach where you do some of it yourself and then you also bring somebody on. Um, you know, an expert uh, to outsource it to like an agency or kind yeah. of a, a consultant. Um, but yeah, different people are going to be at different levels as far as from a budgetary standpoint, a com- like a comfortable or knowledge standpoint, what's going to work best for them. And we'll, we'll get into each of these systems to talk a little bit more.
1: Just go straight <laughs> in instead of explaining them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the first obviously is the kind of do-it-yourself marketing, right? So this is probably best for someone that's, you know, just getting out of residency, uh, needs to kind of understand the lay of the land, what's all out there. Um, you know, there's different ways to kind of learn about this. You know, you can look, look at, you know, Tyson's, you know, basically published some great videos and has a lot of blog posts uh, about marketing. I've written some as well. If people are listening to this podcast and want more specific, you know, relatable topics or, or bl- other blogs and video series, we're happy to share those. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, uh, that, that can be helpful. I'd also say there's a lot of information that you can also kind of, um, Kind of drown in the fire hose of information too, and some of it may not necessarily be totally uh, some of the online marketing things you find uh, either on YouTube or uh, on uh, through Google. You know, it may not relate to a medical practice or to podiatry practice. So yeah, you have to be kind of discerning. So, um, but like I said, if you're just starting a practice, your clinic's not super busy, you're trying to be as cost-effective as possible, and you kind of want full control. That's some of the pros of the DIY marketing. Um, the cons of diy marketing is that it can be really time consuming right like if you're um you know it well it can be helpful to maybe go introduce yourself to some local practices and other folks you know that's time out of your clinic so if you're starting to ramp up um, maybe it's something that it can be a little tough to maintain if you're only the only person doing this uh, also it requires marketing knowledge and i said like sometimes you don't know what you don't know uh meaning that like you know, yes, there's all the stuff out there about marketing, but what's actually the cost effective, you know, things that are actually going to drive results for practice. So I think it can be helpful to educate yourself and know about it. But sometimes, like I said, sometimes you don't know it's working and it can cost hundreds or thousands of dollars um, yourself to kind of going through failed experiments before you get to that. And sometimes you may not learn, you know, enough to actually be successful and you spent hundreds or thousands of dollars. So, you know, that's one of the cons of DIY marketing. But like I said, there's the ideal scenario for implementing this DIY marketing, like I said, is probably someone just getting started. Um, there's definitely ways that you can bootstrap some of these things. I definitely am a fan of, like I said, meeting other clinical providers. There's all kinds of examples we've talked on in some other podcasts in the past, but the DIY is, is kind of that first step.
1: Yeah, well, what's interesting though, when I said earlier on, yeah, if you don't like marketing, you go, oh, I just have no interest in it. I still think it's something that you need to understand you still need to get in the game and understand it it might be like you don't like taxes either but you still have to do them and it exactly. wouldn't matter if you said to the government oh, i'm sorry but i just don't like tax i don't <laughs> like how it all works i'm not participating then they will take your house they'll take your family off you're going to lose everything so you you have you must learn or has some understanding of tax and taxation to be in business so i think marketing you may not want to do it but I think it's really important you understand the concept of what it is that you're trying to achieve from it so that when you're working, whether you're down the track, if you're not doing it yourself, at least you know what it is that you're trying to achieve. You're not just you – know, some people just put like a blindfold on and they just <laughs> hope for the best.
0: Yeah, it's surprising, right? Like uh, it, it, it can be one of those things where, you know, it can be overwhelming to be a practice owner, right? Whether it be you know being managing your staff or keeping up to date on the latest ways to treat specific conditions, but this whole marketing and and basically promoting your practice aspect of things can't be slept on because it's nah. something that is you know, vital to the health and of your of your podiatry business, right? It's not just a practice running; you have to make sure it's a you know a viable business. So you know, getting good resources to understand what your what your options are. And like I said, you don't have to, you know, do all the things, you know, from from the jump, but, you know, kind of executing on some things that are going to work. Um, and as we get into this more, you know, like the second step is kind of, you know, maybe it's more of a hybrid approach, right? So maybe you want to have someone to kind of help you learn what those things are, but then you want to either DIY some of it or outsource a portion of your marketing. So this, the pros of this hybrid system, like I said, is this kind of a balance of control where Maybe you're, you're bringing someone on to help you a little bit so you can learn things, um, you know, you're still maybe not crazy busy in practice. So you can kind of you know, spend some time on the marketing side. Um, but you're also kind of gaining some knowledge. So you're not feeling kind of like anybody can kind of pull the wool over your eyes because mm. I said, like, it's That's usually important. this, you know, it doesn't have to be like either you do all of the marketing or you do none of the marketing. It can be, it's probably best, you know, to kind of transition through this kind of into this hybrid system so you can feel like you know what's out there and you're potentially you know, being a little bit more cost effective than just fully outsourcing from the jump if you can't afford it in your practice.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the important part too, going back to even having some understanding of it. If you're going to then start working with somebody else, you need to understand it so you know they're not going to pull the wall over your eyes. So they're not telling you, yeah, lying to you about certain things. And, and this may surprise people, but there are some salespeople out there who are not honest i know that comes as a surprise people say no shocker shocker
0: but i think like you said it's got to be uh it's one of those things where there are some cons of the hybrid system though right there it still does require some time in the practice and, and some some effort there on the marketing side for the practice owner or at least someone else inside the practice um and it can be a little bit more expensive than diy but you know it's kind of, one of those things where you get what you pay for so yeah. hopefully you're partnering someone that uh, you know, is helping you not only learn, but also you know, kind of giving you the most cost-effective and uh, ways of marketing practice.
1: Okay, so they can either do it themselves, so 100% do it themselves, which I think is a good thing, like you said, to start out with. Sometimes it's a cost-effective way of doing it. If your budget, if you don't really have much of a budget, then you're saying hybrid is next. So the next part then is what just outsourcing the whole thing and just getting... <laughs> somebody do everything for you
0: yeah so once you're you know super busy in clinic you don't really have the time to put into the marketing side anymore you want to focus on uh, treating your ideal patients being the or whatever whatever floats your boat uh in practice and you kind of build up a knowledge that where you understand kind of what some options are you have a general knowledge of marketing then it's probably a good time to consider uh bringing an expert or a consultant to work with you to save you more time so you can kind of uh, you know, bring additional revenue into the practice with your skill set, and let this person use their skill set to, you know, create visibility for practice and especially the care you want to provide. You know, you know, definitely getting, uh, you know, understanding what your ideal results are and trying to a- achieve them. Uh, along with the pros, though, they, you know, there can be some cons. Or like I said, it's going to be a little bit more expensive mm. if you have a high, a full-time marketing person. Um, you know hopefully there'll be there'll be a, a source of that additional revenue so it'll come out of that additional revenue they're helping you create um, and then you have a little bit less control it's something where you definitely want to set up time to um you know, touch base with with your marketer uh, the person providing your marketing services whether that's on a monthly or quarterly you know call um reporting it can be helpful as well to making sure that uh what they're they're doing and the the, the budget they're spending for you um is kind of resulting in the type of care you want to provide. So that's kind of, uh, you know, going from, you know, DIYing it yourself, the kind of hybrid approach, and then kind of graduating to uh, outsourcing your marketing and working hand-in-hand with a consultant or a marketing expert.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing, if you're going to do it, if you're going to outsource the whole thing, it's so important for them to understand what it is you do. And, And you can ask them that question. I'm a podiatrist. Tell me what I do. And because if they are miles off, if if they if what they tell you is so far from what it is that you want more of, then you need to educate them. Otherwise, they they're going to push the marketing down a completely different path to what you're after, and you could end up getting a clinic full of patients you don't want.
0: Yeah, I think it's super important to have that open line of communication, and even when you're you know you're kind of onboarding with someone or you're having initial conversations with it, you know, understanding that they know what podiatry is and understand what the kind of marketing objectives are. You know, marketing a you know podiatry clinics, a lot different than trying to sell a product online or um, you know the, the, the e-commerce marketing. You know, you really want someone who's focused on providing you know kind of lead generation uh, is kind of the way that they'll kind of term it sometimes. Um, you know, kind of helping you generate demand for patients in your practice, not only just any patient, but the right patients to come to your practice. So you want to mm-hmm. make sure that someone has. Uh, the knowledge and experience to help you achieve that those goals through those kind of strategies and tactics.
1: Yeah. Have you ever had a, pod- I've had podiatrists say to me, I oh, know, I did marketing, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. No, marketing, <laughs> yeah, marketing, marketing doesn't that. work. Yeah. Marketing doesn't work in podiatry. And you're like, well, just in general, like marketing doesn't work or just doesn't work for podiatry? No, it doesn't work for podiatry. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, I beg to differ. But, and like you said, there could be marketing, it could be the wrong message at the wrong time to the wrong people.
0: Yeah, it can be that it could be the wrong channel, it can be the the wrong budget spend, you know, it could be the like the wrong time. There's a lot of factors that can kind of lead into, um, both success and failure in marketing. And it's a, it's a kind of a willingness to kind of experiment. And like you talked about in the past, like double down on things that we think, um, are, are gonna, are, are working. Right. So, um, but like I said, there's, there's no really one size fits all here. Like, um, even though I'm a person who provides. You know kind of this consultant or this kind of done for you um you know outsourcing marketing services for people i know it's not for everybody so you know if you're just beginning and practice you know there, there might be you know, a website provider that can help you do your website uh, there might be you know little people that can help you along the way but there's definitely this kind of spectrum of, of different type of, of marketing services um, you can help grow your practice with and definitely like like i said you know, finding the right one for you is, is can really uh, benefit not only your, your practice, but your patients.
1: Mm. And like I was saying before about, yeah, wrong place, wrong time, yeah, wrong message and all that. And some people think this is purely just a, an online problem. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably find it's no different when when we've done marketing talks. And I've, yeah, I've asked a group who, I don't, do you know what bowls is? Bowls? It's a sport, okay. I guess. No. <laughs> I think it's a Commonwealth sport. And it's like a black ball. That's weighted on one side. So sort of like half, oh, probably a third of the size of a bowling ball fits in your palm of your hand. And there's a white ball called a jack. Looks like a like a pool ball, the white ball. And they throw that on this, on this green, they throw it down the field about 40 metres away and it rolls down, it stops. And then you get the black ball and you bowl it down and the ball curves and it's whoever can get closest to the white thing. And you have, I think, four balls each. Three or four balls each. So it's called Lawn Bowls. Anyway, Lawn Bowls predominantly is like a sport that was always played by older people. Uh, a lot of drinking took place, takes place as well. A lot of, a lot more younger people have got into it. But I would say to people, but, so at these Lawn Bowls clubs, for example, you would be approached by companies who would say, hey, do you want to advertise on the drink coasters that are at the bar? Or do you want to yeah, advertise on the scorecards that are at yeah, that the, the players used to keep track? So I would say to people, if you are looking for more runners, you're not gonna do your marketing at the local lawn bowls club. Because people in the UK and Australia know what I'm talking about. Okay, you you wanna you wanna do marketing where there's going to be runners. And think this is what happens with people online too, is they will, whether it's a Google ad, Facebook ad or they're doing something else online, they just they're putting it in the wrong place. Or they're putting it at the wrong time, or they're talking to the wrong audience, and then they get the shits and they go, oh doesn't work i'm going to stop you go, no just timing and placement is wrong
0: no exactly you have to kind of go where, like you know it's kind of the old adage uh you know where's the, you know what's the best where do all the robbers go or like what a, you know what, a, what the bank robbers you know do they go where the money's at yeah so that's what you have that's to why do they is, rob it, banks <laughs> yeah so you got to go where the money's at right so if you're you know a running podiatrist go where the runners are if you like to do you know, orthotics, or you like to take care of diabetic feet, go where those things are. Right. So it's a matter of just, you know, like I said, not everyone's going to have kind of that one size fits all marketing thing, but, you know, understanding kind of what your needs are as a clinic with the stage you're at and this kind of finding the right system uh, for you and your practice um, is achievable. And like I said, you know, definitely if anyone is listening to the show and is kind of unsure of what they think, you know, uh, each of these stages. Um, could benefit their practice, or they have questions about, you know, what does it mean to outsource your marketing? Tyson and I are definitely here to to answer those questions. So feel free to you know, check out our website. There's a kind of a comment form, and we'd be happy to answer any and all questions that come in. So
1: no, I think it's good. And beyond what I'm enjoying when we're doing these podcasts, it's the amount of education you're getting about the Commonwealth and other areas. <laughs> well, I live yeah, in you, the
0: Commonwealth now, right? So oh,
1: you do? Yeah, you're in Canada. So I'm sure they play lawn bowls in Canada.
0: Uh, well, mostly curl cur, cur, curling inside in the wintertime. That that's the that's the Canadian version of long ball. Lawn well, actually, balls, you
1: probably yes. don't mention lawn during the winter time, but uh, but you've learned about <laughs> Ned Kelly, and I have. And the um, so anything else you want to add before <laughs> before we wrap up, Jim?
0: No, no, you're no. It was a good uh, chat, and uh, looking forward to the next one, Tyson.
1: Ah uh, yes, okay. I'll talk to you again next week. Talk Sounds to you. Like next week. Okay, see ya. Bye, bye,
0: Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address podiatry.marketing.